listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 News podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with myself, Jade Elliott, and we are joined today by Dr. Hans Reinemer. And we are talking about preventing tooth decay in young children. Uh, we're talking, you know, getting some advice uh, about using bottles, sippy cups, how to prevent tooth decay because both of those things can attribute to it. Uh, you think about having a baby and before you know it, they have teeth. And we need to make sure that we're doing everything we can as parents to keep the gums of our babies protected and clean and then of course uh, the teeth as well. So talking about all of this, Dr. Reinemer, you're a spokesperson for the American Academy of Pediatric Dentistry and a pediatric dentist from Intermountain Primary Children's Hospital. So you have all of the advice for us on what we need to do to <laughs> prevent this t- uh, tooth decay. And so thanks for being with us. Thanks for inviting me. I really look forward to these opportunities. It's great to share um, some of my experience and knowledge with uh, uh, parents of, of youngsters. Yeah, well, I know in our house, um, dental hygiene is very important. We're, we're big teeth brushers. We always have been. Um, getting our kids into the dentist at a young age was very important um, because the tooth decay or, you know, being able to prevent it is crucial for the health of our little ones. Um, it, it, can, uh, it can factor into so many different things that you might not even realize. Uh, when it comes to tooth decay. That's true. You know, dental health is very important, obviously, for the health of the teeth themselves. We think about, um, you know, the ability to keep our uh, kids' teeth clean. It's important for psychosocial development. It's important for growth and development, eating, nutrition. Um, But it can affect systemic health as well. And so it's very important that parents understand the importance of good oral and dental hygiene uh, and the prevention of dental decay and infection so that their kids can leave um, lead healthy lives for sure. So let's and it's important to start that very early. A lot of a lot of parents think that oh, it's something that we'll deal with when kids get into school. But it's very important to start very early, um, even in infancy, to make sure that the teeth are clean and you start um, a preventive uh, program very early. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that because I think uh, you know maybe sometimes that can slip the mind of a parent uh, or a caregiver, someone taking care of a baby doesn't have any teeth. We think about our teeth and brushing them, uh, you know, morning and night or any time in between. But for a baby who doesn't have teeth, we don't think about brushing their teeth. So what do we need to do to keep their gums healthy? Well, the first thing that I would recommend is make sure that you have a, um, a youngster into, the, into a pediatric dentist by the age of one or within six months of the eruption of the first tooth. And a lot of parents will kind of question you as to why that's so important for the reasons that you mentioned, you know, the the child doesn't necessarily have any teeth or maybe only a couple of teeth. But the reason we're having children in that age is to establish a good preventive program to educate parents to what we call anticipatory guidance topics. How do we keep a child's teeth clean? What kind of dietary guidance can we give? How do we prevent injuries? Um, Talk about growth and development. So that would be the very first thing I recommend is establish a dental home by the age of one so that you get that education. And then from there, what parents will learn is all the important things about 
how to um, prevent dental decay. And the very first thing that comes to mind is how do we clean an infant's tooth? And so it's very important as your child um, is, is young to understand that dental decay can occur as soon as the tooth comes into the mouth. And so learning how to clean a toddler's teeth with um, a soft piece of gauze or an infant toothbrush, those are the things that um, a pediatric dentist will educate a parent about and, and um, answer a lot of questions that especially first-time parents will have. And then we talk about bottles. And of course, um, you know, at times, depending on you know, how you're choosing to feed your baby, a bottle can come into play. But a bottle can also lead to tooth decay if not used properly or used at the wrong times, like at bedtime. Talk to us a little bit about how, how that can happen and then, of course, how we can prevent it. Okay, so I think a lot of parents have heard the term baby bottle tooth decay or even sometimes nursing decay. So um, obviously we need to provide good nutrition for our, for our babies and our infants and our toddlers. And so the use of a bottle is not necessarily a bad thing, uh, but there's a couple things that I think parents should really understand. One is that going to bed with a bottle of milk or juice or soda or whatever can be harmful to the child's teeth. If a child falls asleep in a crib or in their bed with the bottle, then that last mouthful of sugary substance stays on the teeth and can start the dental decay process very, very early. So what's important to know is that if you're going to feed your child with, through a bottle before bed, remember that it's important to establish a good sequence. And by that, I mean, give the child a, a bottle of milk or whatever it is that they like before bed and then brush teeth and then go to bed. Never put the bottle of sugary substances, including milk, to bed with a bottle. If, you're, if, if the child really likes the bottle in the, in the crib or the bed with them for comfort, and that's not uncommon, just put water in there. The child can still um, enjoy the comfort of the bottle, sip on the water all night, but that, the water's not gonna cause any decay. So it's, it's, the, uh, it's the substance that's in the bottle at night that's one of the really important things um, to avoid. Yeah. And then the other thing is um, when it comes to sippy cups for toddlers, um, it's the same thing. We want to decrease the frequency with which they have it. So if a, if a mom's going to put um, a sippy cup out with milk or juice or whatever the youngster likes, it's really only um, good to have them drink those substances during mealtimes when the cavity uh, attack is already happening through breakfast, lunch, or dinner. If you're going to put a sippy cup out, um, only put water in it. So the, the take-home message here is it's the frequency of exposure that's important. It's okay to have a cup of um, juice or a soda at, at lunch, for example, but we don't want the constant access so the teeth are constantly bathed in those sugary substances. That's what leads to the problems. Yeah, in, I mean, in children and adults alike, right? Oh, absolutely. The, the, the worst thing dentists like to observe is the 72-ounce Big Gulp that's sitting on somebody's desk, and that's just being sipped on all day long. Again, it's okay to have the soda, but don't sip on these things all day long. The general rule of thumb here is that if you put something in your mouth that contains sugar, you're cavity-prone for about 30 minutes afterwards. So if you were to eat one time a day, you'd be cavity-prone 30 minutes each day. But if you're constantly sipping or snacking on things that contain sugar, then you're constantly cavity-prone. So that goes back to the all-night um, using a bottle. You're constantly bathing the teeth at night with sugary substances 
or a sippy cup that's out full of sugary drinks. You don't want to constantly bathe the teeth in the sugar, which feeds the bugs that cause cavities. Um, just put water in it and then give kids those um, um, drinks or juices or milks um, during mealtimes. Yeah, we're fortunate uh, with our youngest, especially obsessed with water. Doesn't even like juice, doesn't even want to try soda. All he wants is water all the time. He has a water bottle that he carries around with him 24 seven and that's all he drinks. I feel so fortunate that I haven't had the struggle or the challenge of sugary drinks with him. Yeah, and that's you're, you're in a perfect position, so I feel very fortunate. Um, you know, the same goes with foods, and so um, parents are always wondering how, what, what kind of snacks can I um, provide my child? The same thing goes with, with food items, and especially in this world of the pandemic that we're living in, kids are being um, educated at home. I, I, I truly believe this hasn't yet to be proven, but it's, I'm just theorizing here, but kids probably have much more constant access to the pantry and the refrigerator now that they're being um, schooled at home. Mm -hmm. And so keep that in mind too. We don't want, we don't like, we, we don't like to encourage grazing is what we call it. Kids are constantly hungry. They're constantly snacking. You know, try to limit the frequency, therefore the minutes that you're cavity prone each day. Uh, and that'll go a long, long way in terms of preventing dental decay. Yeah, because those habits, they can cause tooth decay. And like you said, I mean, sometimes they're hard to manage, especially right now. Um, you know, and as I just praised my four-and-a-half-year-old for drinking water all the time, he also is a big snacker. He loves to get his, his snacks and whatnot, you know, from the pantry and do all that. Um, our seven-year-old, not so much. She loves chocolate milk, but she's not a huge snacker. So, you know, every kid is so different, and you have to manage... Uh, manage it right. that way and then just to right. make sure like you're saying um, you know that cavity prone time that's something you don't think about a lot right right so you know like you said every child is going to be different um, but again um, you, you can you can allow kids to enjoy the snacks that they like but just remember the frequency the frequency is the most important take home message here limit the frequency of access to these items and um that will be huge in terms of preventing dental decay. And what about gum? Children and gum chewing. Gum, yeah, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're still finishing off our, our Halloween uh, uh, buckets at this point. I would encourage all parents to just be done at this point. Um, gum, gum itself, especially sugarless gum. Um, actually, I'll just say sugarless gum is really the way you want to go. The advantage of sugarless gum is. A, it doesn't have sugar in it, so it's not going to feed the bugs in your mouth, which is great. But it also stimulates um, the flow of your saliva. And saliva has some wonderful properties in it, including a, the ability to buffer the acids that cause dental decay. So if you can encourage your kids to um, enjoy sugarless gum, that actually is uh, one of the snacks that can help prevent dental decay and may satisfy, you know, their craving for a little treat. But I would definitely only go sugarless for those reasons. Yeah, so there are a couple things that you can do to kind of help or encourage your child um, in hopes to kind of downplay some of the risk of tooth decay, Sugar, sugarless gum being one of them. What are some of the other things uh, that they can do? Well, as we've talked before, water is a great, um, is, is a great um, drink. I mean, water is really what we all should be drinking every day. Um, most of us living in the desert don't drink enough water every day, so enjoy the, the 
enjoy the other drinks during mealtimes, drink plenty of water. That dilutes um, acids and sugars in your mouth. So um, constantly working on water is good. Sugarless gums. There's some other snack items such as cheese. Cheese, for example, is a, is a wonderful anti-cavity snack because, again, it stimulates the flow of saliva. It buffers the acid in your mouth. So that's something that parents can keep in mind. Um, and obviously just being aware of what your kids are eating and maintaining their oral hygiene habits, helping them brush, um, getting into the dentist on a regular basis. Again, start early, start at a year, but maintain those dental checkups. And I know a lot of people are um, maybe a little nervous about going to the dentist um, during this pandemic, but I can assure you most dental offices, especially the pediatric dentists, are doing everything that they can to minimize risk. Uh, what we just don't want is for parents to feel fear going to the dental office, but you, you have to maintain that uh, regular checkup uh, to obtain the education as a parent and just make sure the kids are staying on top of all of these things that we're talking about. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. We've been to the dentist with the kids uh, during all of this, and yes, the dentist that we go to, and I know so many others doing the same, doing everything they can, of course, to uh, keep everyone safe and healthy and um, and a part of that is, you know, being able to go and, and get your kids, you know, checked with their teeth and their wellness checks and things like that. So right. it is so important to go. Right. And I know that Intermountain, of course, you guys are a wealth of knowledge. Uh, if, if someone has another question about tooth decay or if they're wondering if a spot that they see in their children's mouth could be tooth decay, what kind of resources do you recommend for them? Well, as we just mentioned, obviously your, your your dental home, the dentist that you've established a relationship with is, is the best resource because you can um, have a place to go where someone can actually look uh, and see what the issue is. Um, if you're looking for additional resources um, through media outlets, our national organization, the American Academy of Pediatric Dentistry, is a great resource. They've got an entire section devoted to um, parent education. Um, and it's, it's, it's in a section called My Children's Teeth. So if you actually Google mychildrensteeth.org, it's the um, subcategory within the AAPD that has a lot of really interesting resources, um, education for parents. It's got some activities and games for kids, just things that can help um, educate you as a parent and motivate kids. So yeah, mychildrensteeth.org and look for the, the, the link that talks about mouth monsters. Uh, it's got a lot of really good uh, links in there as well. Great. And it's so important, you know, if you start them early, developing these, you know, good habits of good dental hygiene, good brushing, good flossing, they'll just carry that through, you know, young adult into adulthood and, and so on. And that's very important for your own health. Absolutely. I mean, prevention is so much easier and less expensive than the cure. Um, there's just so many great outcomes that can occur with prevention and Dentistry and the process of going to the dentist can be so easy if you do start early and you prevent um, the terrible effects of rampant dental decay. We see that every day. And it, it, like I said before, when we started this um, discussion, that it can really affect systemic health as well. We got to remember that everything is connected in this body. And we just have to make sure that for the sake of our youngsters, that their dental and oral health is well taken care of, because that can carry over to the rest of their health. We want to work very closely with the pediatricians with well baby checks. And so start early. That's that, that's just really important. Yeah, absolutely. Dr. Reinemer, thank you so much for being with us today and answering our questions. Uh, we appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And that concludes this episode of the Baby Baby Podcast, talking about preventing tooth decay in young children. 
joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.